Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Ash's History A-Level Slay. Today, ooh, rhyming, I'm a poet. Today we are talking about the Cornwall and Yorkshire rebellions. Now this is a really, really good bit of information to have in your pocket because like Perkin Warbeck, they're applicable for multiple topics surrounding Henry VII. And I have my exam tomorrow, my end of year mock tomorrow. I'm actually pooing my pants. So this is kind of a thing that I'm saying, okay, yeah, I need to know this. Let's just have that there just in case. So I'm just going to get straight into it. So today's a double whammy. we got rebellions, but they're linked. You can link them together. Lovely. Now, Although I previously have been emphasising that Henry or Henners is the ultimate mastermind in my last podcast, you know, you'll see that he's made some very, very clever moves. However, he did screw up a bit in this instance. Spoiler alert. So in 1489, we begin in Yorkshire. Now, I have a question. Why is so much happening in Yorkshire? It's such an irrelevant place. I'm really sorry if you live in Yorkshire and it sounds like I'm attacking you, but like, it's just not that relevant of a place and yet everything seems to be happening. I don't understand. So if you remember from last episode, Henna's made a super slay move, invaded France in 1492 and got the Treaty of Etaps. Now, prior to this, France was focused on invading Brittany and this was really 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 bad for Henry because as you remember from episode one Brittany had sheltered him in exile stream exile by Taylor Swift featuring Bonnie Bear they were an important trading partner and they were geographically dangerous now I want you to look at a map for a moment okay search up Brittany google maps whatever you got to do okay have a look at where it is Brittany could easily cut off the British Channel and hinder England a lot if it came to combat. So let's say he was trying to send some ships somewhere. Oh no, suddenly France have a way to just completely cut him off. So if France took Brittany, that would be super, super bad. So Hennes knew that he had to keep Brittany safe from stinky France. And going back now to Yorkshire and England... Parliament granted Henry £100,000 in order to defend Brittany. Now, this is money at the time, so that is a very, very large sum of money if you put it in today's currency. But the only thing is, is that Parliament doesn't have magic money trees, so the money had to come from somewhere. But where did it come from? None other than the people of Yorkshire, and they were not best pleased. England was not a very united country at the time. Bearing in mind now, we can literally just communicate with someone like across the world. You literally only knew people in your village. Like that was it. Maybe it's like some merchant who went around or something. But you would not really have any contact with the outside world. Like you're not going to be going traveling places, really. Most people were just little peasants. They lived on their farm, stayed in that village their whole life, died, you know? So in Yorkshire's eyes... They could not care less about Brittany because it was so far away from them that if, let's say, France tried to invade through Brittany, they're obviously not going to go for Yorkshire first. They're going to go for the south. So they're like, is it really that deep? We don't want to defend the south. I'm not paying to defend the south. I don't know these people. Who are they? So 
Henry sent the Earl of Northumberland to collect these taxes. And I put, that was too good, get the bill. And it did look too good, get the bill. Except in April, rebellion broke out. Because they were not pleased at the idea of defending the South. They were like, we do not care about these people. That is not my prop. So the Earl of Northumberland himself was killed dun, 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 by his own tenants. And this is absolute tea right here. He was abandoned by his guards because he left Ricky at Bosworth. Why does every single episode come back to Ricky? I am done with Ricky. Okay, he just... Oh. So anyway, so because the Earl of Northumberland, um, he abandoned Ricky at Bosworth, his men were like, okay, we're going to abandon you. And he died. Everyone was gagged. So... Henry was like, oh, shucks, and was forced to send 8,000 men to stop them, led by the Earl of Surrey. So they did stop them. The rebellion was quashed. I like that word, quashed. Um, the ringleader, and this is a French name, John A, but an A with an accent, Chambre, was hanged. You spell that like chamber, but swap the R and the E around. However, all of the other rebels received a royal pardon. Now, that's a really important bit of information because it shows that Henry is quite nice. He's quite lenient, you know? He's not just going to immediately, like, kill everyone or, like, find them or anything. He literally gave everyone except the ringleader a royal pardon. So if you're ever writing, you know, let's say it's like, oh, Henry was tyrannical, you know, how far do you agree? then you can say, well, actually, he was really nice, you know? He gave people pardons, despite rebelling. Um, and the Earl of Surrey, after this rebellion, was also made a lieutenant, so slay. However, Henry was not able to collect more taxes, clearly. I would be a little bit scared. So, that is the Yorkshire Rebellion, done and dusted. That is everything you need to know about the Yorkshire Rebellion. And following that, you know, Henry had some time to reflect. And do you think he learnt his lesson? Do you think he go, okay, I made some mistakes, not going to make them again. Do you think he did that? Well, if you did think that, you are wrong. He did the exact same thing to Cornwall. So I'm calling this Henry's flop era because he did it again. So the Cornwall rebellion is really Henry's flop era. So in late 1486... A forced loan was placed upon England. And if you want to use the technical term for your essays, that is a benevolence. Then, in 1497, a double portion of 15 and 10th taxations were served. If you're wondering what that means, it's a 15th is a 15th of your income. A 10th is a 10th of your income. So they had to do that twice. And... Everyone in Cornwall was a little bit angry because these taxes and the benevolence was placed upon England in order to defend the North against Scotland. Now, as we know, as we discussed last lesson, historical battle between just general conflict between England and Scotland. However, it is the exact same situation as the Yorkshire Rebellion. They were like, why are we sending money to defend these people up north? Okay, I do not care about people who live in Yorkshire. 
That is not my prob. I'm down in Cornwall. What is Scotland going to do to me? Nothing. I don't want to pay. So Cornwall and the people were just very angry and they didn't want to contribute in any way. So in 1497, 15,000 men from Cornwall marched into Devon and they collected more besties as they walked. Um, once again, I think this is very BTS coded. I'd say it was quite giving quite Stan army. So this little Stan army made it all the way to Blackheath. Once again, I'm asking you to look at a map. You'll notice that Blackheath is very close to London. London is the centre of operations for Henry. And that's pretty dangerous because if they get London, then they've got the capital, you know? So very dangerous this was, a lot more dangerous than the Yorkshire Rebellion. So in order to put a stop to this Cornish BTS Stan army, Henry had to pull troops from the Scottish border, controlled by Lord Dalbany. This was super, super dangerous because the whole reason why he placed these taxes was to give more support for the troops up there and to get more troops up there. And now he was having to take them away. So that left England in a more vulnerable position to Scotland. Oh, hold on, hold on. I lost my place in my notes. So fortunately, Lord Dalbany, he absolutely ate, he left no crumbs and he managed to suppress them. The leaders of this rebellion were executed. But once again, most, only the leaders and overall, this event shows how unstable England was at the time, especially considering that he had been king for over 10 years at this point, and everyone was still ready to go for his wig. They would, they, oh, I don't get it, just leave him alone. He's been there, so whatever. I guess he didn't really slay, though. So, the people were essentially more loyal to their county than their actual king which is a bit dangerous as discussed before you did not have connections to someone on the other side of the country you did not care at that point in time you cared about your village and maybe the next few villages around you and it also exemplifies how great magnates have so much power and influence and why they're a threat to henry if you're wondering what a great magnate is, a great magnate is just the most powerful nobleman like in that district. And when you only care about your district, you kind of view them as the leader and not really your king. So this creates something called bastard feudalism. And honestly, go and search for that because it'll give a much more concise definition. But it is essentially when you're loyal to someone who isn't your king. You're loyal to your feudal landlord, the great magnate the big noble guy more than the king so these two rebellions are really really important to know about because if you have an essay on finance if you have an essay on government you can talk about how his taxation caused rebellion and you can talk about maybe him being slightly unpopular you can also use it definitely in an essay about how he secured his throne and dynastic security along with controlling the nobility. Now, controlling the nobility is a little bit of a tenuous one, but you could put in the introduction to an essay and say about how, you know, the regional divisions and the power that the nobles had locally compared to what the king was doing. But those are, that's all the notes I have 
on Cornwall and Yorkshire. And I am going to pray that I remember it for tomorrow because I'm going to need it. So wish me luck, bro. Okay, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and learned lots. Bye-bye.